the five count. I happen to love the number five. You have a high five. You've got a low five. It's a beautiful number, a glorious number. The five count. And welcome to episode four of the five count with me, Max Curden, and as ever... Need Jesse oh, Ben straight in there, wasn't he? I was going to build you up and be like the beautiful, the talented. I never know. I never know whether you're sort of waiting for me to say my own name or not, because sometimes you do. And then sometimes you want to do me, not do me. You want to uh, introduce me yourself. Well, thanks for jumping in on that one. Now you're That's all right. Know, now you never know where we were going to go with that one. No, sorry. Voice you can build me up next week. I'm a bit pie-facey with my voice there. <laughs> That's my favourite voice. <laughs> uh, oh, it's our month anniversary. Is it? We've done four weeks. Yeah, fourth uh, episode, so that means that it's the fourth week, and there are four weeks in a month. And we're still here. People are subscribing. Thank you to the new subscribers this week. We were just talking about uh, our new ones we've had following last week's episode, so thank you for joining us. We got some WCW fans from Virginia on our WCW podcast last week. That's awesome. Oh, yes. With Transatlantic. Do you reckon we can break America? Well, we've broken Virginia. That's all I ever wanted in life. (laughs) And she was not happy. (laughs) Last week's episode was, of course, focusing on underutilized WCW wrestlers from that time period. Uh, We've been doing a lot of a factual-based episodes recently of top five favorite wrestlers of all time wcw what are we doing week two can't remember uh, no mercy was week, no mercy was the prediction week two was no mercy yeah it's a very factual what was week three then week three was wcw oh yeah because we're in week four now that makes sense this is why this is why you're the looks of the operation <laughs> the looks of this audio operation <laughs> Um, and this week we are doing our first ever kind of fantasy top five, if you will, if you're into that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, this episode focuses on WWE superstars, current WWE superstars who are still on the roster employed and you see them weekly, uh, who we think would be better suited elsewhere. Now, I think I think you just said WCW, but you meant WWE. Did I? It's yeah, like, I think WCW so. W on the brain. Virginia's got to me, baby. <laughs> Um, now these are people that we think would thrive in other locations it was very tempting to put Jinder Mahal on this list just to get him gone just... uh, it doesn't bother me because I'm not watching the product anyway <laughs> well you're going to be really good at this week then <laughs> like, no, he left like a month ago he, he's been he's been gone for ages Jess uh, fair enough yeah he's going in the Hall of Fame this month this year <laughs> uh, so that's what we're doing this week we are seeing who would benefit being elsewhere um because i was just watching before we came on air i was just watching nxt Mm. awesome week another really good week um it was roddy strong versus drew mcintyre for the nxt championship and i'm in love with drew mcintyre like not even his wrestling ability just him physically He's got a Herculean-like physique, isn't he? He does. I saw him uh, when NXT came to Brighton. I went and, and saw saw NXT. And the size of him in person. Like, Big yeah. Show, when I saw him, didn't really impress me that much. Big Show and Kane, I was like, yeah, big guy. But mm. Drew... It's because he's, yeah, he's got the toned aspect as well, isn't he? Which um, Big Show and Kane no longer have. Yeah, and he just looks like... I don't know what he did or what happened, but from like... Drew McIntyre, WE, back in 07 to now, he's just main event money all over him. And that match, if you haven't watched it yet, is incredible. 
Cool. I'll check it out. I've I've soured on NXT recently because um, they keep stealing all my favorite wrestlers from New Japan. <laughs> just, <laughs> and I just I, I want to watch them in New Japan. Well, um, they they had the debut of uh, Leo Rush. Uh, oh yeah, Leo Rush has signed. Yeah, that didn't go well. Really? They, he came out for his match. I was hyped. I was like, Steph was on the couch next to me. I was like, Leo Rush is on. Put down your phone. You got to watch him. And then yeah. the Velveteen Dream comes in and, and kicks him in the head and drops an elbow. Oh, for God's sake! So, good. so he didn't actually have a match. Didn't have a match. Uh, um, but I'm, I'm, I'm loving the feud build. I don't know how it's money. I don't know why it's so enjoyable to watch. But um, Alistair Black versus. Um, just said his name velveteen dream. velveteen dream yeah good jesus is that fun to watch <laughs> it's um yeah well it's the typical um it's like gold new age gold dust versus undertaker yeah but i like that they're not playing the obvious with it they're not playing his very flamboyant and then um i keep, I keep wanting to say tommy n because i'm a mark um <laughs> alistair black being his macho manliness kind of stuff uh they're not really playing it that way which I find interesting. Uh, to, today's ended quite interesting, where um, Valvetine was like, I will make you say my name, but obviously in a more camp voice than I just did then. Nice. Yeah, that's very rare that um, you do an impression of someone and they're actually more camp than you. Yeah. Cheers, bruh. That doesn't happen often. I love Alistair Black. Alistair Black is the best thing about uh, all of WE for me right now. Wow. And I'm, I, yeah, um, I just love watching him kick a bitch. Yeah, it, it's fair. That's all. That's all I. That's all I want from him, and and he delivers, and I, and it makes me very happy. It's all I tune in for. Just the way he can kind of spin and get it, boom, perfectly. Yeah. Um, martial arts and wrestling. It's it's underrated. It's it's more popular now because uh, a lot of people do it, but it it's impressive. This... Funnily enough, that that um that subject is um in my list. Is it? It is. Interesting. Interesting. Well, this um this last weekend I trained with uh, Speedball Mike Bailey and mm. um he was doing doing a seminar and teaching us some stuff. And he's uh, black belt in taekwondo and yeah. I've never really kind of watched him before, but I watched him that night and I was just kind of blown away by him. But uh we were doing the kind of training sessions and the thing with his training seminar which I've never had with anyone else I didn't do a single bump, not one bump, that yeah. whole seminar. But um, my body has never hurt more because <laughs> he he made us do a lot of like slow um, squats and push ups, and then we were doing lots of uh, lifts and rolls, and it was all very flippy shit that you would just you would love. Yeah, he um, he only does that to you, you know. He hates you. He told me. <laughs> I wonder why everyone else was just kind of like having a drink and he was just like, <laughs> Hugh, come here, come here. Oh, lovely. So we're, we're doing our top five in a little bit. Uh, we also now have the ratings for No Mercy. And if you remember, we put our predictions on No Mercy for matches and mounts of ratings because they are everything in the wrestling world, you need to remember. And whoever lost has to do a forfeit. <sighs> Who lost, Max? Might have been uh, our other co-host. Uh, our other co-host. So, well, if it wasn't me, <laughs> then then who could it have been? Who could have lost? So, not only lost, but I would say crushed. I did have a really bad, bad. Destroyed. So when we got into... Raped. <laughs> Sorry, carry on. <laughs> when we did the match predictions, I was down 4-2. to two, And I thought, ooh, this isn't good. But 
I'll um <laughs> I'll see what I can do when it comes to the ratings. Ratings came in and I just skim read and went, ah, that's me done. Uh, that's I, me. I felt like I was being really generous with my ratings as well, but um, Meltzer massively overrated that Roman Reigns Cena match, which um, ended up serving to my advantage. He did because I gave that match two point two five, you gave it four point two five, and it was dead on that. Um, And I gave Brock Lesnar Braun. I thought that was going to be up there in the lower fours. I should have known to trust (laughs) Brock Lesnar with carrying a match. Oh, you you, don't you talk bad about Brock Lesnar. Oh, it was awful. And it got 2.25 stars, which is what I thought the other one was. The only thing that saved me was the tag match. It didn't save you, did it? Because you still lost. That really hurt. So now I have to do a forfeit of Jesse Benz's choosing. Yes, you do. Do do I say what the forfeit is now? Oh, go on then. Okay. Well, uh, do you remember back in the days um, of, I would say, 2012? I know exactly what um, going to be. There was the, this internet fad um, called the Cinnamon Challenge. Oh, fuck. Is that what you thought I was going to say? No, I thought you were going to make me smoke chilli or snort coffee. Oh, no, this was that was way before 2012. And uh, that was a bonding exercise between the two of us. But um, no, I want you to do this cinnamon challenge. And um, and I, we were talking earlier on um, Facebook chat. And um, I implied that I would um, get some sort of bum stuff involved in there as well. <laughs> so when you do the cinnamon challenge, by the way, I want a tablespoon of cinnamon, okay. not a teaspoon, a tablespoon. I want this filmed. Um, and put up on YouTube, and I want um, Billy Gunn's theme, I'm an ass man, to be playing in the background while you do <laughs> that thing. Oh. Because I want to watch you... Uh, to, to me, that, that's, I think that's my favourite wrestling entrance music of all time. And... <laughs> I, I want and, it, and that that music makes me so happy, and I just want to I want to watch you, you like splutter and be really miserable and quite possibly die while um, listening while listening to the happiest music in the wrestling world. Mm. You're a good friend for Thanks, the first mate. challenge that we're doing. That's great, isn't it? Isn't that really good? I think make sure I'm an ass man is really loud as well and like playing the whole time. Because I just I, I I'm gonna enjoy that so much. It'll be so funny. You're just gonna put it on repeat. I'm gonna have so many views on that video just from you. Just refreshing. <laughs> you set the bar high for the first challenge because we're doing this for every pay per view. So yeah, I know, but I'm gonna win every time, so it's fine. <laughs> okay, I will I will take on the cinnamon challenge in classic Jesse Ben style. Five years later, to any trend. Yep. Wildy ass man, Billy Gunn's theme music is playing in the background. <laughs> Yes. I'm just picturing it in my head and it's making me really happy. Uh, okay, that will be uploaded on YouTube and our Instagram. Oh yes, and Instagram, whatever you Yeah, that wasn't around when the Cinnamon Challenge was around the first yeah. time, was it? We'll try it again. We'll, we'll get it yeah. again. Uh so if you'd like to follow us on the Instagram, you can find us at D5 Count Wrestling. That's the five count wrestling. Uh you can also find us on Twitter under the five under five count pod that's five count pod and uh we'll have links on there as well to uh me taking up the first challenge hello at the end of this episode with helena cell just around the corner we shall be doing our predictions again lovely stuff melts ratings as well melts ratings and match ratings yeah match results is what i meant to say so so help you my god if you yeah 
so help you. Okay, well, I'm excited. I mean, I won't, but I, I'm excited for um, for next week's um, uh, challenge that you'll have to do. Yes, and uh, next week's top five is not going to be a um, Helen Cell based um, theme because we realised there's only five good Helen Cell matches <laughs> in the history of Helen Cell, so uh, that'd be a bit boring. So we're going to be doing something the, a little different. Even though, and the ones that people remember as good aren't actually that good no. when you go back. No, the Sean one is, yeah, it's all right. The sh- yeah, I, I I always thought the Shawn Michaels Triple H one from Babylon 2004 was good. And I went back and watched it lately and it hasn't aged that well. No. It's, it goes on for a long time with not much happening. It's just it's just Triple H um, shitting on Benoit's title reign by main eventing a pay-per-view, even though he's not champion, you know, with my buddy Shawn. Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah. Sounds about right. Uh, we'll be announcing next week's top five at the end of the show. Um, we're going to get to our top five in a bit. We've also been speaking with some of our uh, some people on the internets to find out what their top five people who they would like to see leave the uh, leave the WE and where they would go. You you had some conversations earlier in the week, didn't you, Jesse? I did with our. Um, I'm going to call it our top five pod universe. Oh, branding, branding. Well, WE do it. Why can't we? Yeah, love it. So let's get to it. But before we do. Ooh. You said you had an omission, and I'd like to start with your omission. Okay, this is just an honourable mention, really. It's someone who sh- sort of would be in my list and probably would fit another list that we do in the future, uh, something like Wrestlers You Miss or something. Uh, but uh, my omission is Wade Barrett. Ah, the new GM of Not What Culture. Yes, I I just miss him so much as a wrestler and I just miss him so much in WWE. But I also feel like, I mean, now with the what culture stuff or not what culture, um, I, I might get my wish. But I want to I want to see him in progress. I want to see him tear up the UK indie scene. Yeah, I think he doesn't wrestle anymore, does he? He doesn't really no. do anything. Well, not I'm at all. sure he does stuff, but. I think he's trying to be an actor, or he certainly was, um, and I don't think it's worked out tremendously well for him. But um, he he was he was just so great, and I feel like he's not not remembered like he should be because he went out with such a fart, didn't he? Yeah. And it's um, yeah, his last ever appearance on WWE telly was being beaten up by Stardust, I believe. Oh no. And yeah, um, but yeah, that that was basically my omission because he's he's obviously not with WWE anymore, so he can't be on this list, but. I miss him, and I want to see him in lots of other promotions. It's a fair pick. You know, we were just talking about Drew McIntyre not five minutes ago. Yeah, exactly. Looks what's happened to him. He he got to the gym. He ate five cows whole, by the looks of it, <laughs> and um, is now a big star. And I feel that like the same could happen for Mr. Bad News. It would be nice. I can't imagine. He doesn't look very young. I mean, he's got quite a beaten up face. I don't know how old he is, but mm. um, I, don't, I don't know if he's got long left if he wants to have an active career. Well, this is kind of the issue I've had with like my top five. I'm happy with my top five, and I, I'm, they're justified. Of course they are. But they're all <laughs> on the... They're not on the fresh side of the uh, the career, my life. Right. They're all quite... Um, but we, we say that. you got a lot of wrestlers at the moment who are wrestling into their late 30s, 40s. And, um, Finn Balor's in his late thirties. Yeah, Can you believe that? He's like a little little Roman god. He looks he looks about twenty three. Yeah, it's ridiculous. So I, I, and Asuka Asuka's getting on a bit, especially in terms of women's wrestling, and she's got years left ahead of her. 
Yeah, it's, she's um, yes. a beautiful, beautiful woman. Calm it, put, it, put your pants back on. Sorry. There, I just threw them across the room. It'll take a while to retrieve them. <laughs> you come back to us with that. <laughs> so, right. Let's get cracking, baby. Okay. Do you want to go first? Oh, okay. I'll go first. Okay. Go for it. Number five is Baron Corbin. Ooh. Now, I love a bit of Baron. Baza Corbs. At Baza Corbs. Uh, we had a great time watching him when we were in NXT, and there were many Jeremy Corbin chants directed his way. Many labour jokes. He didn't understand what was being said to him, but we had a great yeah, time in Sheffield. We did. He, he was... Because um, that was Sami Zayn's return after he'd been out for about a year with that shoulder injury. Yeah. Uh, and and I, I love Sami Zayn. He's one of my favourite current performers. Because um, looks at, like him. Because I look like him. Um, as is Finn Balor, who sadly I do not look like. But um, I love them both. And I was really excited to see both of them and was a bit annoyed that Corbin was in that main event. But I thought he was great. He really added to that match and um, did his job tremendously well. And I've been a fan ever since. He did. And that's what kind of first uh, put me onto him was that match. Because I was the same. I was like, oh, Corbin's in this? Gross. Yes. But uh, by the way, there's nothing wrong with looking like Sami Zayn, my friend. I didn't say there was. But I'd rather look like Finn Balor, given the choice. <laughs> it's true. You know what's weird? Well, Like, Steph finds Sami Zayn really attractive. I know she does. That's because she wants me. But I'm like, so you find Jesse attractive? And she's like, oh, God, no. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, where's the parallel here? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, I've actually, I've dyed my hair blonde uh, fairly recently, so I'm a bit less, I'm a bit less zany now. Got that Will Ospreay thing going. Oh, you shut up. I don't, I don't look like him. <laughs> oh, touched a nerve there, listeners. <laughs> <laughs> love is in ring work. That's all I love. And that's why I didn't, Go and help out today. Yeah. So, Baron Corbin, for my choice. I feel like with Baron, it's a case of... Just saying his first name's weird, by the way. Baron, yeah. Baron. It's just, I, just, I just call him Corbs. Corbs. Uh, the problem with Corbs is... Um, nice. Thank you. So, he came from the NFL <laughs> straight into WWE, had a bit of a boxing career, all that kind of stuff. Uh, and his whole shtick in NXT was beating on the indie guys. You know, go, go back to Ring of Honor. <laughs> yeah, you chatted that at Apollo Crews. That was funny. <laughs> One of my favourites. And um, I, I feel like they like him, but they don't know how to kind of pull the trigger on him. It seems like whenever they do, something more important is happening with some other superstars. So they keep just holding it back. And I don't know if they ever will put him in that spot. He's a big the... dude. He's, you know, I love his move repertoire. Um I just think he's kind of got a full package, minus the hair. And yeah. And you could, you could just do a lot more with him. And I'm not naming a promotion. The reason I'm not naming a promotion, because I think it would be funnier to just have him on the indies. You know, have him hit up Ring of Honor, have him do some UK dates. You know, go evolve, go to Evolve, go... Even Shikara would be hilarious. And just have the I hate indie wrestling shtick. Yeah, I'd like that. so good. And even if he just spent a couple of years on there and then was just... Because I feel like what's missing is the fans behind him. They're there, but they're not truly, like, solidly behind him. So I feel like if he got that indie darling makeover, which is very big at the moment, he'll, um, he could really, really make money. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, he'd be, um, he'd be very good. And I think it's sort of what he needs because, um... I don't. I don't think WE train wrestlers very well. Mm. 
when you look at a lot of the um, homegrown ones, they're just not not up there, are they? With the exception of um, one person on my list, actually, um, number four on my list is an exception to this rule. But um, but generally speaking, I mean, do you know what really annoyed me? Um, I saw an interview with Finn Balor and he was saying, oh, yeah. Um, so training at the NXT Performance Center, Triple H is great because um, he teaches you how to play to the cameras when you're in the ring. And when I was in Japan, I just never did that. The cameras just followed me. And now I know, like, you know, which direction to bump in and where to look. And it's like, no, you shouldn't be doing that because it's supposed to, you're supposed to be simulating a real fight, right? If you're if you're like playing to the cameras whilst you're doing it, you're completely taking me out of that moment. Your my belief is no longer suspended, and, and that's think, why Japan's so good. Yeah, and I do think Balor's very guilty of that. You always see it; it's almost robotic moveset in the sense yeah. of. It, it's the same bump, it's the same move, it's the same feed, it's, it's you know, almost, like, identical every match, really. Um, and that's why I've kind of soured on Finn since he's come to the main roster. It's just just not really interesting to watch anymore. Yeah, uh, and, it's, that's, to... and that's, that's not his fault no, at all. No, it's not, not it's at all. And, and I have the same with Shinsuke. I, I, feel, I feel like Shinsuke, since main roster, is just... I don't know. It, I don't know what the issue is, but there's just not that magic that was with New Japan or was in his first couple of months of NXT. Yeah, yeah, I completely agree. Uh, to, to actually, to be honest with you, Nakamura, um, I I haven't been wowed by anything Nakamura did except for his debut match against Sami Zayn in NXT. Nothing else he's done in WWE has remotely um, entertained me, really. I enjoyed his Finn matches. That- I enjoyed the the Finn and Nakamura series. Um, but yeah, ever since then, him and Randy had a great match on SmackDown. I, I will say that. That's been yeah, one of my I favorites. didn't see that, to be fair. Um, yeah, and you could tell that was one of the times where you could see Randy being like, I like this. I like who I'm in the ring with. So yeah, yeah. it's always money when Randy's having a good time. Yes, it's few and far between, but it's the same with Lesnar. It's few and far between, but when they're having a good time, you're going to get a phenomenal show. Lesnar slightly fewer, slightly farther. <laughs> you shut your whole mouth. Shut up. Uh, so Baza Corbs, I feel, can excel really well. I, I think he's going to have a great career in WE. I hope he does. Um, but I'm nervous whether they're going to pull that trigger or not. I don't know. Yeah. After the Money in the Bank thing, never say never with WE. As fans, it's very easy to jump on stuff and be like, oh, they're burying him like... Enzo three weeks ago look at it yeah. now leading a division um, so it's just patience there's always a plan in place um, but yeah we'll see we'll see but I think character and building him as a wrestler Indies is where he needs to be yeah I like it good choice cheers bro it's alright so are you ready for my number five? Oh, I'm ready willing and gable baby nice well we've talked about Drew McIntyre and Wade Barrett um, quite a lot um, my number five is the third person who was brought in around the same time back then, um, Seamus. Oh, I thought and... you were going to say Heath Slater. No, 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 no. <laughs> um, no, uh, no, Seamus, Wade Barrett and um, Drew McIntyre were very much sort of when WWE did their initial, you know, sort of English, great British invasion. Um, they were the three that they plucked. And um, Seamus... Um, he's doing all right now with the bar, with Cesaro and everything. Um, but 
I, I want to see him in New Japan. I just really want to see him in New Japan because he wrestles strong style and he wants to wrestle strong style and it doesn't suit WE. But he is he's super snug though, right? Like you've oh, seen yeah, that. He, can can before you can I just ask, is every single one of your top five going to New Japan? Uh no, actually. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, two, two of well, at three three of five are going to New Japan. Okay. That's okay. Okay, that's fine. That's cool. Sorry, carry yeah. on. So well, if I had it my way, everyone would be in New Japan. But um but yeah, imagine Seamus Ishii, Seamus Shibata, if Shibata was healthy, you know, it's um I think he could be a really good heel over there and like I said, he's doing fine with the bar now, but do you remember the other week when um he um the other week the other year when he won the uh, money in the bank and then won the wwe title oh yeah the go away um, heat time yes and he was absolutely hated and but i i stuck with him i thought you know no this is cool he's a good heel he's a hell of a better heel champion than jinder mahal is oh yeah and and i thought he did his job perfectly he got roman over roman got cheered when he battered sheamus yeah that doesn't happen much and so sheamus can do it sheamus can get people over he can put on good matches and that's that's all you need in Japan. And I think he'd just be stunning over there. Just big bloat with other big Japanese people. Yeah, You forget how de- decorated Sheamus is as, oh, a, God, yeah. as a champion in WWE. You know, they, they know what they've got. But I feel like on not the tail end of his career, that's kind of the wrong thing to be saying. But, you know, they're, they're happy for him to be, you know, the de- development, you know, the veteran in the mid card kind of deal. He, they're happy for him to be in that spot. And he is great in that, that spot, but you're right. When you just mentioned him versus Ishii, um, good God, do I want to see that match? Yeah, that'd be wicked, right? Hey, just yeah. get, let Seamus loose and really just let him hit people as hard as he wants. Yeah. That's what I would say. Yeah. And you got this big, super white gauging coming over and him versus evil and Sonata. Oh, there's so many possibilities. Yeah, but oh, Seamus in the G1 would just be incredible. Yeah, definitely. So I, I can see that. And even going up against, if you had him, I'd, I'd like him to get rid of, change the look a little bit, get rid of the Mohawk maybe. But um, even him versus Okada. Yeah, that, yeah, that'd be great. Well, Okada could um, get a good match out of a broomstick. True. He's no, he's no Bushi though and getting out of uh, many, many items. Oh. <laughs> no, I'm sure. No, yeah, Bushi, Bushi could literally um, put a broomstick over, <laughs> and has, <laughs> and how. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I like that choice. Um, sad you're breaking up the bar, but maybe it's time for Seamus to move on. And he's, you know, he had a lot of success in in England. Uh, I always remember when we had the Fight Network over here in England, and they played like trailers for for this irish promotion which i'm forgetting off the top of my head um, irish whip wrestling irish whip wrestling that was it sounded really funny in their accents when they said it <laughs> sounds kinky it does doesn't it oh, if only becky lynch had said it <laughs> uh but well, i remember like seamus doing promos and stuff and uh, i thought yeah that's a, that's a big scary dude right there so yeah man and you know you're not limiting him the the thing that you've got to remember about all of these is you say new japan not many people have exclusives you know you're going to see these people i'd like to see him tear it up in ring of honor as well you know you've got that crossover platform 
So. Yeah, totally. Yeah, I'm not. Yeah, I'm not saying by doing New Japan, he just has to do that. I'd happily anyone on my list. I'd like I'd like to see anywhere. I'm just saying where I'd watch them the most and yeah. enjoy them most. Yeah, I think you're onto a winner there um, with the big Gaijin influx and stuff in New Japan at the moment. You'd have a solid talent on your hands that could really slot in nicely. Yeah, I think so. Good. Well done. Thanks, mate. Well done. Uh, the promotion I'm going to talk about next is one that Jesse, I don't know if not familiar with is the right term or doesn't really care for much. But I would like to see Bray Wyatt move over to Lucha Underground. Ah. Uh, um, you're. <laughs> well, <laughs> I, just, I sort of burped a bit while I did it. Um. Uh, nice. I like the idea. Um, I, I'm not a big fan of Lucha Underground, and I know all the smarks are going. Oh, well, Lucha Underground is amazing, but um, I don't. I don't like the um, overproduced backstage segments and the supernatural element. I understand why it's good, and I understand why other people like it, and that's fine. But it's not what I want from my wrestling. I want. I want to feel like it's real. And that's what New Japan does. New Japan's my favourite because it feels like a sport and it feels real. Lucha Underground is like the absolute opposite of that for me. Yeah, and, and I and I appreciate that. Um, I always like, you know, back from when I used to watch Sting and Vampiro and stuff, that's where my love of wrestling comes from. I like the ridiculous. I like the suspend of disbelief. And I don't think anyone does that better than Lucha Underground with, with the crazy backstage segments. And you've got people like Drago... Uh, who's it, like a dragon and son of havoc you actually believe does get on his motorcycle and, and drive away and pj black is a wolf and <laughs> you know there's just so many creating joey ryan is a beautiful beautiful man you know it's just it's believable it's just believable stuff um yeah it, i disagree but i but i know why people think that and bray wyatt's because of bray wyatt's type of character he's an excellent choice to put in there with the supernatural stuff he is and i feel like We've gone past the point in WE where those kind of gimmicks work. Um, and there, there was a time when it could have worked. I really think there was a time when Bray could have worked. And as everyone famously says, been the next Undertaker. Because um, mm. no one could be the next Undertaker. It's the Undertaker. Let's, be, let's, be, let's talk real for a second, people. But Bray Wyatt could have gone up to that upper echelon of the guy to beat. Um, and they just kept dropping the ball again and again. Now, if you gave them a fresh start, and somewhere like Lucha, where you know you've got a pretty exclusive contract, haha, Prince Puma, you <laughs> you kind of have this situation where if he took his um, supernaturally cult-based gimmick and you put it in there with people like Pentagon Dark and um, the Mac and King Cuerno, just there's so many people that he could wrestle in that promotion. Uh, yeah. Big guys as well. Mel Muertes, uh, the Monster Matanza. There, there's some big dudes in there um, that he can go against. And even the smaller guys, um, saw like Mil Muertes versus Sexy Star, may her career rest in peace, had, um, had some great matches. And it just should be unbelievable, but somehow in that round they make it, they make it work. So I think to kind of like establish himself, and the guy is good. I think the character's great. Everyone is always oh, the same promos and all of this. And I'm like, it's not. It, it's you know, it, it's something different for each person. It's the same structure, but it's not the same promos and stuff that's going on. 
Um, yeah, it's fine. I, if you're saying Bray Wyatt's promos are all similar, just take take a look at Ric Flair or someone like that, who is the greatest wrestler of all time, and he he did the same basic shit every every match, you know, every promo and all that. It all it was all the same sort of thing, but it was awesome. So we don't care. Yeah, and I I don't see Bray going anywhere. I'm I'm glad he got that world title run, but I think I think that's it. I think it's you know when Miz had his championship. Um, Miz might work his way now back into that title picture, but I don't see Bray working his way back into it at all. Um, I saw an interesting kind of fan theory the other day of where they're going with this Bray and Finn feud, which I quite yeah. liked, uh, leading to a Buried Alive match. Uh, okay, that'd between, be interesting. Yeah, between Finn and Bray, and then as they did with The Undertaker last time, you know, bury him, come back with a tweaked, really strong gimmick. Did you see um, Devitt's Wrestle Kingdom eight entrance? Was that with the casket? Years and he... ago? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That wouldn't that be an awesome? If Finn lost that match and then comes back a few months later, if they replicated that sort of thing, wouldn't that be dope? It would be dope, but Finn don't need it. Finn don't. No, need... of course he doesn't. But I just, I just, I just fantasize. You're just. You still got your pants off from Asker, haven't you? <laughs> yeah, they're still hanging over there. <laughs> so I think take Bray from WE. The character doesn't have the fear in it anymore. Um, I feel like that died officially against Randy at Mania. Yeah. I feel like that was the end of it, uh, with actually being a credible threat. Worst match of the year. Yeah, I'd go with that. As far as, far as expe- expectation to delivery, worst match of the year. Uh, House of Horrors, or whatever it was called. That's up there. What's the, yeah. the, that's yeah. one of those feuds. That's one of those feuds that like had so much... You know, the build was incredible and just what they were doing was different. Uh, and with Randy kind of like being on his side. and then they It was just, the wrong way round, I think. They dropped the ball. You reckon, you reckon yeah. having like... Bray... I think Bray, sh- Bray should have won the Rumble. Randy should have won yes, the title yes, at Elimination Chamber. Yes, definitely. Just a small small switch would have made such a difference. Yeah, I think it would have, would have saved it. Um, yeah. So I, I don't think Bray's going to benefit any further in WE. I think he's going to lose to Finn at the end of this feud. He's going to go on to something else, lose to them. And it, it's just kind of non-stop. So he's a good talent. I think he's great in the ring. I think he's great on the mic. His gimmick is one of the best around at the moment. So take it somewhere where it will be appreciated. And that is Lucha Underground, my friend. Learn nice. some Spanish. Okay. <laughs> um yeah totally agree so my number four are you ready my body is telling you yes um my number four is tyler breeze mm. in ring of honor mm. i really miss nxt tyler breeze oh hell yes really miss nxt tyler breeze if you take Tyler Breeze, how he was in NXT, and pop him in Ring of Honor, he would just be so good. I mean, Dalton Castle is along the same sort of lines, isn't he? He's proving that you can do that kind of thing in a promotion like Ring of Honor and just get over really, really well. Yeah. And and I think Tyler, I think Tyler um, would be more than capable of that. And I think Tyler's um, better in the ring than Dalton Castle is. Not this competition between the two. But Tyler Breeze could, um, you know, put on these fantastic matches and have this great gimmick. I mean, bring back, you know, I, I do find the fashion police quite entertaining. But I re- what I really miss is Tyler Breeze on his own doing the model stuff and 
I just thought it was such a good character. Yeah. And and Ring of and I think Ring of Honor would book it correctly. Well, you talk about that, and it's a case of I don't I I don't get the gap. Like, yes, you've got a smaller arena and um, more engagement and stuff, but it just didn't translate at all, did it, from NXT to to the main roster? Um, it's because they're not. It's because the casual fans don't watch NXT and WWE don't hype up people who are coming up from NXT like they're a big deal. They don't. They, the they, assume, they assume no. They did with Nakamura, and look, it's worked. They did with Finn, and look, it's worked. They did with Joe, and look, it's worked. But there's so many other people that just come. I mean, especially you know, they debut on the um, day after WrestleMania or whatever. Yeah, they get a good pop because the audience is full of diehard fans. But then that's it for the rest of the people watching at home don't necessarily know who they are, and it's just badly, badly promoted. Yeah, Apollo Cruz has had the kind of worst situation oh, of that. Yeah, um, and you look at Tyler Breeze; he was. They were never going to put the belt on him, but he was the guy that they would put, you know, Finn is going to face Tyler Breeze. And it wasn't just going to be, oh, this is going to be a squash match. It was, okay, I'm excited for this. This could go somewhere. It was it was kind of believable that he might be able to, you know, win the titles. And they put him in matches with Liger, which is still one of my favorite NXT matches. Oh, yeah, that was great. And they put him in the main event every week because he was that good. And yeah. it's... Yeah, it's a real shame that like I I love Brizango and the Fashion Files. I think they found a niche, and that shows how good he is. That he could have quite easily taken his spot, lower card, and just gone. Okay, this is it. But he worked at it, and he he's, he's got himself over even with the with the cash the cash fans as they're called. Yeah, as 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 Fandango, he's more than done his part. He's brilliant, Fandango. But um, he's just a bit mad, isn't he? Which is great. But um, Tyler Breeze, I mean, he he is pretty much fully WWE trained, isn't he? NXT trained. He wasn't um, on the indies or anything, I don't think. Yeah, not to my knowledge. Let's check that because otherwise we will get hate mail. <laughs> passionate, passionate people. But yeah, the, the model thing. I knew when he made it because uh, he went from like an iPhone 5 to an iPhone 6. And it was like, <laughs> wow, yeah, there you go. <laughs> Uh, so he debuted in 2007, but he wrestled for um, just a lot of kind of Canadian promotions, NWA Extreme, ECCW, and uh, Prairie Wrestling Alliance. And okay, n- nothing nothing particularly um, mind-blowing then. No, he signed with <laughs> FCW in 2010. Yeah, he's been there a long time, man. He's um, He's put the work in. Ooh. Yeah, seven whole years. And he's only 29. That's, that's annoying. It's disgusting, yeah. Pen. Interesting. Uh, yeah, same same for um, what you call it, Mister Ten Count. He's been in yes. WWE longer than anyone. Uh, yeah, Ten yeah, Stan. Veteran. Stan. I just kick <laughs> Stan. Ah, uh, that was a good segment. But Breeze, Breeze is a good choice, and with him being that age of twenty nine, I feel like he could go multiple places, and that gimmick will be over anywhere. Yeah, do a Cody Rhodes. Do a Cody. You know, or even maybe switch up the gimmick and and do a Cody. You know, just be you. Just be you. No, man. no, 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 no. Tyler Breeze shouldn't do that. Keep the keep the model gimmick. You reckon? I reckon you'd have yeah. to tweak it a little bit because there's nothing I find worse than old WWE. Not old WWE, but like people who've just left WWE and they come out in the same attire. I don't know why it just kind of niggles on me a bit. 
Oh, I don't mind it. I, I mean, yeah, I, I think it's okay. Um, you wouldn't want Goldust to go on the indies and not be Goldust, would you? No, but I do want him to finish his career if it is winding down, just as Dustin Rhodes. Do you? Yeah, because when he came out the other week and he had no face paint on and the, the suit was kind of undone, I was like, I like that look. That's, that's It was weird. I didn't like it. Too much change for you. Too much change. I like I like, I like like my gold dust gold. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, otherwise he's just dust. Yeah, exactly. Right, you're number three, brother. Number three, I'm sticking in the compound for this one. Luke Harper. Ooh. A name we've all but forgotten. Is he employed? We don't know. Oh, God. He was... It really felt good for him for a little bit earlier this year, didn't yeah, it? Yeah, we were all like, this is it. They they know what they've got with him. They they, they see the money and they're putting him on his own. And the fact that he wasn't... Because you're right, they should have had Randy win the title and um, Bray win the Rumble. But you should have also had it, added Luke Harper to that match. Yeah. Oh, that was a what? Where did that go? Where did that go with with him? It was like, oh, I'm so I don't trust Randy Bray. You're an idiot. I don't trust either of you. And then he's not Canadian. Bray. Bray. Hey, Bray. <laughs> go for a rip. Um, but it just didn't make any sense. And then there was that whole tag team title run, and I think he got injured as well, didn't he? That's why he went off TV for a bit. Yeah, probably. Yeah. I don't know, but um, yeah, I I think Luke Harper's um, so good. He he's is. just such a, such a good worker. He is. The character's cool. He's got a good look, especially his new one. You know, when they kind of we sheened him, where they gave him the tie back and the the really nice fitting black attire. Yeah, I thought he looked really good like that, in in opposed to the sweaty um, V neck, which which is, which is appreciated. Not V neck wife beater. He'd look wife hilarious beater. in a sweaty V neck. <laughs> he could join Tyler Breeze. My favourite thing about Luke Harper is when he uh, just sort of shouts to the sky as a taunt. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. You sort of go, <laughs> it's amazing. And like his wide-eyed and... <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Love it. And, you know, he, he was on the indies for a long, long time. 2002 yeah. up until when the Wilds Rody. joined. Uh, 11, 12, 2012? Uh, yeah, sounds, sounds about right sounds to me. Sounds about right. So, you know, 10 years on the indies, so... He, he definitely built his built his name there, but uh, a promotion which he kind of dabbled in but never really got his feet wet was Ring of Honor, mm. and I think Ring of Honor for Luke Harper at the moment would be the place to be. You know, yeah, you're, you're putting with your Chris Sabans, your Cody, Frankie Gazarian, the Briscoes. It would just be one giant beard if you fought the Briscoes. <laughs> he, I can see Luke Harper as the Ring of Honor champion as well. Yeah, it's believable, right? It just kind yeah. of fits and makes sense. And um, what what more do you need, really? If you if you can see someone believably as the champion, they should they should be wrestling for you because that makes everything more interesting. Yeah, and if you want a, a stable of big beardy men, have him Briscoe. And the guy I can never pronounce uh, Vinny Marsiglia. Can never pronounce his last name. But oh, that guy. That's a scary looking dude as well. Yeah. But those yeah. four wouldn't even mess. And no. I feel like just all of them. Ah, oh, him versus. I'm just getting more Ring of Honor names popping in my head. You can have <laughs> um, Jay Lethal as well. And even Flip Gordon, he'd have a good match with. Because you've seen him work with the, the smaller, flippier guys. Yeah. So I think get him on like that exclu- exclusive Ring of Honor contract. And um, he, he'd just be great. 
he'd I don't think he WE is benefiting him in any way. I don't think it's benefited him since he started. He's always been kind of that background noise, and everyone likes to oh Eric Rowan, the big red, and all that kind of stuff. But it's like no, Luke Harper is is the one. So I basically want to take the Wyatt family out of uh, WE as my plan for this list. Yeah, speaking of Eric Rowan, where the hell is he? Who knows, man. Yeah, preparing to face the rock again. (laughs) I don't miss him as much. I don't miss him. I've I've never really understood the um the Eric Rowan fascination. No, um, I don't really get it, but Harper, I get, and they've they've teased it so many times. They've been like, "Oh, here he is going for the Intercontinental Title and ladder matches and all that," and it's like, "No, just let him properly go." Um, the thing I don't understand: there is a space room on the roster. Put him on SmackDown and have him tear that up. But no, they're just not not having it. Yeah. So, no, yeah, totally agree. Cut your losses, you crazy-eyed weirdo, and go to Ring of Honor <laughs> and make bank like Cody. Yes. That's all this list is, like Cody. Like Cody. Do do a Cody does. Do a Cody. You're um, going to lose your last right. name, but do a Cody. Yeah, Luke. Luke's, Luke's a rubbish name for a wrestler. Um, so, no, my number three. Da, da, da. Da, da, da. My number three is Becky Lynch in progress, and I've put in brackets and other UK indies. Oh, she was kind of a uh, outsider for me. She was yeah above the rest. I'm looking at her name now. She's just she's really good, like a re- really good wrestler, and she's got the pedigree. Like you know, she did all the Japanese training and stuff like that. Um, Devitt trained her for a bit, and um, she's just not given any time on SmackDown. It's like we talk about this women's revolution and stuff. She's getting less time than the women did back before this women's revolution thing happened she's just not in the thick of it and i don't understand why yeah it's true it's um in nxt because she was one of the ones to never hold the nxt women's championship as well which i thought was criminal her yeah. versus sasha banks on a was it on an arrival it, it was it was it, at full it, sale it was a takeover yeah takeover. The, yeah yeah yeah, it was it was the debut of her sort of steampunk character. Great match. It's the first time she came out like that. Yeah, it was really good. She got a standing ovation for that, didn't she? Yeah, she tapped damn out. Deserved. Yeah, a la Kurt Angle, Chris Benoit at Royal Rumble 2003. That sort of tapping out, but then getting a standing ovation. I like yeah, that. That that's what kind of first sold me on Becky. And um, yeah, when when they brought her up, she wasn't as big a deal as the other free horsewomen and. Yeah, she was just kind of left in NXT to kind of flounder for a little bit. I don't think injuries helped, but there's no reason why she shouldn't have got the same treatment as the other three. Yeah, she she always. I know she obviously came up to the main roster uh, before Bailey did. The three horsewomen did, yeah. didn't they? And left yeah. Bailey. But but now I think. Um, but now I think she's far been left behind with um, all the women and progress in particular and the UK in general. Um, I think are way ahead of America when it comes to women's wrestling and how good it is and how the women are sort of represented and treated. And I think Becky could just have an amazing run over here. Oh, hundred percent. It's like nowhere else over here in the sense of it's not women and men wrestling. It's just wrestling completely even keel. Um, yeah. I, I was at a, a show in Milton Keynes on, on Sunday apex and they just had a battle royale and, women came out started beating the crap out of some of the biggest guys in there and yeah that was just it you know and that's what it should be and instead of 
they WWE has calmed down. I'll give them that in the last couple of months. Instead of like, look what women can do. Yeah, which is good, but um, <laughs> they have def- they've calmed down. But yeah, you shouldn't have to make a big. The fact that it's taken until 2017 for this to happen in the biggest promotion in the world is baffling. Yeah, I agree. And I'd love and to, to your point just then about um, intergender stuff. I'd love to see Becky Lynch in some intergender matches. I think she'd be amazing. Yeah, me too. Uh, her and Finn, I think would be awesome. Yeah, that'd Teacher be good. Versus trainer. Her, I mean, her. You know, if she if she was over here, like my fantasy booking set, her against Pete Dunne or something like that would just be money. I think. I think that'd be a great match. Yeah, little Tyler. Little, yeah, Ty- yeah. Anyone. I mean, she's she's a really good worker. She's just not given the time to show it properly, and she's a great promo as well. I think she's the whole package. Yeah, I I agree. I think it's not really a step back. Isn't really the right word. Going going back to England and wrestling at the moment, it's probably a step up for her because of as you say how good it is over here at the moment um, it depends it depends whether you're talking about um how much money you're making or yeah. how fulfilled you are in your work you know yeah i think that's true but uh people aren't making bad money over here on the uk indies at the moment eddie dennis kind of tested that with leaving a teaching job to wrestle full-time yeah that's true yeah it's true but i but i guarantee you um Tyler Breeze is currently making more. Oh, yeah, 100%. <laughs> that boy's got it made at the moment. Yeah. So, yeah, I can, I can see Becky kind of tearing up over here, and even um, Becky's a great fit in Japan as well. Uh, Stardom and Shimmer I had her on my list for. Yeah. I think she'd do really well at. Um, yeah, it's a tough one, because they kind of... They tease, don't they? They're another one where they tease and they gave her that first SmackDown Women's Championship run. It was like, yes, here we go. A land of opportunity. Oh, wait, no, it's gone. She lost already. Yeah, it's a shame. She's such a, I think she's such a good role model for uh, sort of young girls that uh, get interested in wrestling. Yeah. And um, and, sh- and she needs to be treated like that, you know. She, I mean, k- the kids won't stick with her if she's not given any time on telly and loses all the time. Yeah. She needs to be booked properly and be the good role model she can be. I think she's a better role model than um, Bailey. She's kind of got that Lita vibe of the, you know, just be yourself, be what you yeah. want to be kind of deal. And I always think that's much more important. Uh, obviously, a lot of the younger girls really look up to Bailey uh, for that kind of stuff. But a lot of girls who do, do get into wrestling around the 13, 14 mark are struggling to... This is me identifying with 13-year-old girls, by the way. <laughs> are struggling with themselves, you know, and they just need someone as a role model. And Becky's got that because she is confident. Hopefully, this doesn't birth a generation of uh, steampunkers. No, That's yeah, the opposite I hope not. of what we want. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but you're right. Yeah, Becky, uh, really likable, got great charisma, uh, just just really good at her job, man. And she deserves to she deserves to show that. And progress and the UK indie scene in general would let her do that. Come back to us, Becky. Come back. Yes, please do. Oh, you're on a roll with your good choices. Thanks, man. You're welcome, bud. Ah, your turn. Right, uh, my number two is... Bored! No, I'm joking. (laughs) (laughs) My my number two is in similar vein to your number four, I think, four. Tyler Breeze was my number four. Uh, In similar vein, but I'm taking the whole package. I'm taking Breezango. Ah, okay. I'm doing tag teams, baby. So I want to take Breezango to a little promotion in Japan known as DDT Pro Wrestling. 
Ah, that would be good. Yeah, you see where I'm going with this? I see where you're going with this. Now, people Rob. who are not too familiar with DDT, sort your life out. It's hilarious and amazing. Um, it's Japanese wrestling, but with the sports entertainment flair to it. Is that the it's best like, way to kind of... Yeah, it's like pop culture wrestling. Yeah, exactly. You've got... Um, they they do, like, Lucha Libre stuff. They do shoot stuff, comedy matches, brawling. It, it's the most American version of wrestling in Japan. Did I say that right? Yeah. Yeah. Um... Yeah, DDT is where Yoshihiko um, comes from, which is the um, sex doll that wrestles quite a lot. There's um, some, some famous clips. Yeah, <laughs> some um, uh, clips on YouTube that are well worth watching and, uh, with Ibushi. Type in Ibushi versus Yoshihiko. There's just some great, including a rolling Canadian destroyer. Um, but many, many great moves that Ibushi sells for this sex doll. It's just stunning how real he makes that sex doll look. <laughs> uh, they've also had hardcore matches in campsites, to name a few. There was a kayaking uh, incident. Uh, the office death match is quite a famous one, where they set yeah. up the ring to look like an office building with cubicle walls and computer. Um, but Kenny Omega versus a nine-year-old girl. I believe that was DDT as well. Yeah, yeah of course. Where else would it be? And probably one of my favourite concept of matches, which I don't know how it hasn't caught on in WE, is the silence match. Now, the wrestlers are forbidden to make any loud noises, so there has to be slow motion chops and punches, and the commentary <laughs> team have to whisper the whole match. It's just comedy gold. And you take someone like Breezango, with all the great stuff they do with the fashion files and just them as a team, because both are great. Like, if I'm taking one, I'm taking both. Fandango... Yeah. As old, you know, you look at him against Chris Jericho at Mania, and then the fan reaction to him blew him away. And just his in-ring talent on the mic, actual wrestling ability, God, I love it. Absolutely love it. Do you know what I like about Fandango? What? Well, you know how um, wrestling ain't ballet? Yes, son. For Fandango, it is. Dances across that squared circle. <laughs> Dances. I can imagine Vince McMahon, um, like, that's how he pitched Fandango's character to Fandango. I picture them yeah. doing the scene of Dirty Dancing where Vince is just crawling towards him. <laughs> hey, nobody's got Fandango in the corners. <laughs> well, you know, wrestling wrestling ain't ballet, but, but for you, it is. <laughs> oh, I think we're getting into the wrestling fan fiction side of things at this point. <laughs> it's dangerous. Um, He's gonna yoke. But, oh, yeah, just and not, I think just starting in DDT. I think you start them in DDT where you have, you know, like Ibushi and Kenny Omega did. And then you just let them grow. You let them flower into the beautiful talents that they are. And then they yeah. start going to New Japan and everyone loves them there. Having them in like all their tournaments and oh, just, just be probably one of my favorite things. And... Uh I feel like they're doing well in WE. They're, they're doing, doing okay. But fine the word, yeah. They were? They're doing fine, fine. I would say. Yes, yeah, they're doing fine. But they could be doing a lot better. Um, yes. Tag team title runs should be in their future, but they don't want to have the whole comedy stick. And breaking them up would do nothing at all. Where yeah. Where would they put them? 
I agree. Yeah, completely agree. Um, changing the subject as we're talking about DDT. Have you seen the clip um, of? I'm just talking about Ibushi now because we're both um, unashamed Ibushi marks, aren't we? We 100%. both think he, he's an absolute artist. I think. I think he's just the right level of stunningly talented and clinically insane. And <laughs> um, fine line with him. But, it's a very fine line. Yeah, but but yeah, we're both massive fans on the top five wrestling podcast of Kota Ibushi. But um, he. Um, have you seen that clip of him in DDT? I can't remember who he's against, another Japanese wrestler. But they're doing the, you know, the wrestling spot when both wrestlers are knackered and they're hitting each other and you're getting a yay, boo, yeah. yay. They hit, they're doing that, but with kisses on the lips. So <laughs> they're both like standing there looking knackered. And Ibushi just sort of goes, Mwah. and everyone goes, yay. And the other guy yay. It's amazing. It's so good. That it's just sounds like Ibushi and Kenny Omega. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ring. There's a lot of um, yeah, the golden lovers. There's a lot of fan fiction about them. Most yeah. of it probably true, fan nonfiction. If you're um, because um, we were talking about this earlier about uh, people listening to this podcast who aren't necessarily wrestling fans, and we we have had a couple talk to us about this, and um, I just love the idea of those people going to watch DDT, and I encourage it. Yeah, I encourage so just... going onto YouTube and just searching DDT, and you'll have a great time. Yeah, all the all the highlight clips on YouTube are absolute gold. Yeah, so Breezango, I feel like you're not going to go any further, unfortunately, in the WE. So let's make some gold elsewhere, baby. Let's go. Let's go over to Japan. Love it. Make it rain. <laughs> right. Um, so my number two. Um, this might be considered a bit of a cheat. I don't know. Oh. But uh, my number two is Finn Balor. Back to New Japan Pro Wrestling. No, that's not cheap. That's not no, cheap. that's okay. I I just I just I want my Prince back, man. I just I miss Prince Devitt so much, and I say I miss him in New Japan. I wasn't actually watching New Japan when he was in New Japan because I didn't get turned on to it until Wrestle Kingdom Nine. But um, having now gone back and watched Prince Devitt in New Japan, he was just. He's like a completely different character. Do you remember a few weeks ago we were talking about um, Surfer Sting and Crow Sting and how um, you sort of... No, it wasn't him. It was Shawn Michaels we were talking about, where you treat 90s Shawn and 2000s Shawn as two separate wrestlers. Yeah, definitely. That's what Finn Balor is to me with New Japan, Prince Devitt and WWE Finn Balor. Just, he was, as a heel in Japan, he was amazing. He was an asshole, man. He just came across as such a spoiled little dick. Which is great, like really, really great for what Bullet Club was at the time and what he was at the time. And and this is talking about martial arts we were earlier. Um, Prince Devitt in Japan used to do these incredible sort of martial arts style kicks and stuff that he just has completely taken out of his arsenal now. And I don't know why. And they look amazing. And he, I just think he was a better performer in New Japan because he hadn't been brainwashed with all this camera shit that I was talking about that Triple H is brainwashed washed him with and Finn Balor in Japan was absolute money and I think he should he shouldn't go back there because he's on very good money now he's um aimless programs with Bray Wyatt but you know he's a fan favorite with kids and stuff and he's doing very well but for my own selfish reasons I want him back in New Japan as Prince Devitt with the Bullet Club I just thought he was fantastic yeah and totally justified in that regard because as I say, I've kind of floundered on on Finn um, in in the past couple of months, 
I'm not saying like, oh, I can't watch him, I hate him and all that kind of stuff, but it does feel like copy and paste wrestling at this point with him. And it's a shame because, as you're right, he is a hell of a talent. Ridiculously yeah. so. He gets criticised for his promo skills as well. And um, watching him in Japan, he's, his promo skills are fantastic when he's not on a script. So in New Japan, at the end of shows, they sort of do um, like like a real sport. They just basically come in, sit at a table and get interviewed by press. And it's not and it's not scripted. They can say whatever they want. And Finn, in that char- character, as you know, the heel with Bullet Club and everything, was money. He was just brilliant. He was just really good at naturally talking and coming across like a complete dickhead. And it was great. Finn Left to his own devices. Yeah, Finn unscripted. Yeah. I've seen a couple in WE where it's just been like quick backstage segment. Oh, I think we have a word, and it's it's just so natural. And you're like, where's where's that guy? Because yeah. he was so bad in NXT, and it just didn't make sense. You know, breath between every word. I think yeah. you always did the best Finn impression of just like his slow breath. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, oh, what was it? Um, who was it? He was so I guess I can't remember what the. Um, what the quote was now but he was like um finn Balor to go to the takeover would be a delight and just sort of talks like that all the time and that's not how people talk you know who does talk like that um the um bnp youth there's a there's, <laughs> there's, there's a bnp youth video from um a few years back that uh for some, someone sent me i can't remember why on youtube of just these kids yeah, exactly. It was exactly that, a video like that, and um, talking, sort of trying to recruit people. But they just talk really aggressively, and their sort of their head is moving with every word, and that's that's what they were like in this video. That's exactly how Finn promoted through NXT. <laughs> uh, yeah, maybe it would be best for him to kind of uh, step away again. And w- what a reaction he would get if he ever stepped back in New Japan. That'd be great. Imagine him sort of coming out and interfering in a Bullet Club match or something in a mask and then taking the mask off and hearing the pop. Well, Japanese pop. Jap- yeah. Well, yeah, you say that. People always say, oh, Japanese it's fans are so quiet. No, Japanese fans no, are some of the loudest. They are. Yeah. You just need to impress them. And that's why New Japan Wrestling is so good because they do impress them and they know how to. I like reinforcing stereotypes, Jesse. Okay. I, I know. But you, you watch some of the Wrestle Kingdom main event. Basically, anything with Akada this year. You watch yeah, any of that. They build. The like, the fans builds. will yeah. be excited. And they're such big venues anyway, especially when you get to the Wrestle Kingdom ones. It, you yeah. Know, they're massive arenas. Oh, I cannot wait for when we get into Wrestle Kingdom season. Get ready, listeners. There's going to be a lot of Japanese top fives coming in oh, late, man. early next year. It's my favorite time of year. I. I look forward to Christmas being over because I know Wrestle Kingdom is next. <laughs> I feel like we should kind of switch because every year, uh, me, Jesse, and a bunch of friends, we, we all live in different parts of the country now, but we always try and get together and, and watch uh, WrestleMania together. I feel like we should just switch it to Wrestle Kingdom at this point. I completely agree. That's a fantastic idea. Let's actually do that um, but, this year. But we also always dress up as uh, as WWE wrestlers. I feel like us dra- dressing up as Japanese men might get us in trouble it might do um but i don't know oh, they're not exactly we could just stay stay in the pri- privacy of um of my living room and i'm gonna get like yeah. sonata hair nice that's a good shout um i'm trying i'm trying to think now who i want to dress up as um takahashi would be a good hiromu takahashi would be a good one just want to dress up as a as a punk i'm gonna come as a giant daryl 
before we <laughs> stitched in. Nice. We'll be a pair. <laughs> oh, yeah. Wonderful. Yeah, maybe we'll do that. Stay tuned, listeners. That might be happening. We'll do a live whatchamacallit watch with you all. be fantastic. We could. Pre, pre-podcast. Look at us planning as we go. That's not a bad idea. Yeah, pre-podcast and a post-podcast. So what we expect going in, we watch it. Top five and then we talk about it afterwards. Nice. I love it. See, love listeners, it. this is what you get. You get spitballing on the fly. There you go. We're uh, yeah, we're making this shit up as we go along, and you love it. <laughs> Solid choice. I'll, Finn is a good choice. Well done. Thanks, mate. Oh, look at this. We've arrived at my number one. Yeah, go for it. Hit me with it. Well, you'll be happy with this because yeah, well. I'm not breaking up a tag team. We're gonna unify the bar in New Japan ah. for wrestling. Cesaro or Cesaro? <laughs> yeah, the Superman as he is now. Um, it should be a New Japan Pro Wrestling. The man has done it all in terms of indie wrestling. Um, he's you talk about a long career. Good Jesus, two thousand was when he started. Wow, I, d- I didn't know he started that long ago. Actually, yeah, uh, huge in Shikara. Um, had a slight, quite a big run in um, a slight run in CZW, then a, a bigger run in Ring of Honor and PWG, and just worked his way through. And has now been with WE for the past uh, six years. Mm. So Cesaro, as everyone always knows, is uh, he has voted the most underrated wrestler in the world four times. 2013 yeah. to 2016, the most underrated wrestler. Surely at that point you go, yeah, okay, I believe it. His strength is unmatched. Like, I've never seen anyone... Tyler might be coming close, but like lift <laughs> lift someone and just deadlift and power and just make it look so easy. And the yeah. way he can like ladder last ladder match he was in where he kind of jumped from the ladder, hit the middle rope, springboard into a back elbow, and just did it so easily. Yeah, he's stunning. He's he's an absolute one of a kind athlete, I think. Yeah, the dude's six foot five, he flies around like a cruiserweight and he looks incredible as a wrestler. He's yeah. just He's got incredible nipples. <laughs> well there goes my train of thought good night everyone <laughs> but Cesaro as as a whole everyone knows he's underrated you look at the stuff he, he did with um, Tyson Kidd the Cesaro section and now with with Sheamus it was it's just something to kind of behold and the fans know how good he is and I think they'd follow him to the end of the earth if he did end up ever leaving WE and like Sheamus, I feel like they'll always just keep him in that upper <clears> mid <throat> mid card. In all honesty, and yeah. there's a lot more you can do with him. Um, he is, as I said, a lot of my lists are quite older in terms of wrestling. He is 36 now, so he could do the last couple of years of his career. I say last couple. I'm talking a good four to eight years. He in the shape he's in. If he yeah. doesn't mind losing a couple more teeth in Japan, which to be <laughs> honest, and. Uh, the names we mentioned previously with Cesaro, uh, with um, Sheamus, sorry. Cesaro can go with every single one of them as well. Him versus Ishii. Oh, just imagine that match. Yeah, yeah, it'd be amazing. If, if... if Shibata was still around, Cesaro yeah. Shibata, wow. Um... You can pair him with anyone. The point you're making, like, Cesaro can make anyone look amazing and have a great match with anyone. He made Tyson whilst... Kidd look charismatic. Yeah, oh, I like Tyson Kidd, but, uh, he, he, but yeah, he did. They were a great tag team. But he can he can make other people look great 
while also making himself look incredible as well which is i think is really hard to do mm. normally you either make your opponent look great or yourself but he can do both yeah definitely and this is a man who has also wrestled under the name very mysterious ice cream <laughs> is that right yep is he, that he got signed to a, straight um, from his he got signed to a wwe contract uh this was before he actually did his run but he was let go quite suddenly afterwards and then yeah. he just returned to Shikara in a mask called Very Mysterious Ice Cream. Nice. I like it. The man's truly done it all. <laughs> and he could do so much more in New Japan. So that those are my top five. I, I don't think I've been unjust in my choices so far. But I'm excited to see what you have for number one, my friend. Oh, well, Lax, we were so close to going two weeks in a row without any any clashes. We were so close. But my number one, my number one is Cesaro. I know, but I didn't say New Japan. I said Progress Ah. and General UK Indies. So I want him. He would be amazing in New Japan, of course. Uh, What I actually wrote was Cesaro to Progress and other UK Indies, New Japan, basically anywhere he wants to go. (laughs) It's what I've written. yeah, so uh, so you're right. He'd be amazing in New Japan, of course. He'd be amazing anywhere. But it's Cesaro in the Atlas title picture for progress. Think about yeah, that. Yeah, no, that's a very good choice. Um, him versus Haskins. Him versus him versus Banks. Travis Banks versus Cesaro. That's a match I never knew I wanted before. Yeah, right. Um, him versus um, Riddle. Yeah, would be amazing. Um, yeah, just um, Page Brown. He, um, Rampage Brown. What's the German guy's name? I've forgotten his name. Uh, In progress. Big German guy. You know who I mean, don't you? I do know who you mean. He's but... he's the current Atlas champion, I think. Uh, but I, I completely blanked his name. Sorry. Um, but I hit... afterwards. <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah, uh, Cesaro would just be incredible. So I... So I have Seamus and Cesaro in my list, but I am splitting up the bar, I'm afraid, because Seamus is going to Japan and Cesaro is coming to England. No, but... no, I think that's a, that's a fair choice. And that there's a lot of um, wrestlers that he could kind of tear it up with in progress. Um, you're not thinking of Walter, are you? Because he's the current... He's not. Yes, German. I am. Isn't he? No. Yes, he is. God, we're all over the place with our facts today. Look it up. Look <laughs> Do some well, research. All right. I'm looking. I'm looking it up now. I'm looking it up. Okay. This is this is live as it happens. Oh, he is German. You're right. Off, yeah. Off screw screen. you. Yeah, you're right. I don't know why I blanked on that. Yeah. Yeah. Him versus Walter would be, you know, battle of the Europeans. I'm. Yes. By the way, I'm going to edit this down so I just go Walter. And it <laughs> <good>. <laughs> well, so it sounds like you remembered who it was. Yeah, so. mate. It's what. It's what. That's, that's <laughs> who it was. No, I you can edit that. I won't cheat. Yeah. I won't cheat. No, you I know. Guys, you can all hear my failings. Um, yeah Cesaro in progress very very good choice Uh, he could hold that Atlas title for a long time and then move up to face Travis and I've just I I got myself so worked up then thinking about those two having a match together yeah right anyone I talk to who's ever been in the ring with Travis has been like he hits hard yeah he's very good but he hits hard and I was like yeah Cesaro would as well (laughs) yeah be beautiful (laughs) Wow, so we almost so, did it. We almost went two weeks in a row. Almost did until the one. We tied on the number one. That's amazing. We're so in sync. Yeah. So, that's our list. 
But do we want to quickly hear from the five count universe? Yes, we do, my friend. Yes, yes we, we do. do. So I, t- I put this question out there and um, we got some people. I put it on Reddit on the squared circle and um, we got some got, good answers. Got quite a lot of people as well. There's we did. Quite a few. We don't think we'll be able to get for all of them, but there's some good suggestions in here. Yeah, there are. Um, one of which is, um, and they've got the same sort of idea as you. Um, Reddit user Ardacox says that um, <laughs> <that's>... <laughs> never read out Reddit username. That's a dangerous game to play. I know, I know. It's going to have to be done though. I, I promise. I credit. I people. just saw Teddy Schlong. <laughs> oh, holla holla. Um, so Ardacox says that um, Fandango in Lucha Underground, which is a lovely idea, and yeah. um, and I think that's going along your sort of idea of putting him in a promotion where you can do the surreal, you know, which you can do in DDT, and you could also do in Lucha Underground. I think that's what um, that's what Ardacox wants from Fandango, yeah. as you do. You you look at how big uh, Jerry Ryan is in in Lucha Underground. You could have a. A very good back and forth with them and and against um paul london with his current weirdness of what he's doing would be yeah. a very good one as well so yeah very good choice Hardcox. yeah um b kelly 24 agrees with me about becky lynch um but has mentioned um as you did um stardom and shimmer and shine places like that you know um and basically agrees with me says um at least they wouldn't disrespect her all the time instead they'd know what they have in her which I, I completely agree with. Are you just reading out the ones that agree with you? Uh, yes. No, <laughs> I can, I can um, no, I can read one that um, does it. So I um, have a hot take. I am not a massive Dolph Ziggler fan, generally speaking. You are not. But um, Ziggler was a very popular answer to, um, to this question. So um, Spaghetti Sauce 11 says um ziggler anywhere outside of wwe i have said for years zig has been there too long and needs to spend a few years outside then come back do a cody personally i'd like to see him in new japan with a brash i am the show type character yeah it would definitely get him over on japan that's for sure um ziggler was very close to being on my list uh the reason he wasn't was because if we did this podcast two three years ago yeah 100 percent number one choice now uh, I don't want to say the word past it because he's not, uh, but it's it does the feel like he's kind of gone. Yeah, yeah, he's I, I been there too long. You. He's been in WE too long now. Yeah, I completely agree. As we even, actually, no, I'd even say last year. You know, we talked about our favorite No Mercy matches, and I said the Miz versus Ziggler. Yeah, Ziggler had lost that match, career over with WE, moved on, and everyone would have just been a buzz of where's Ziggler gonna go. Yeah, I think that was the right time for his career to kind of go. And look, kind of been proven by what's happening at the moment. If he had taken it and gone, oh, we'd be singing a different story today. It'd be great. Spaghetti Sauce replied again and said, um, Spaghetti Sauce 11, I beg your pardon, and uh, said that Ziggler with um, with Chaos in New Japan would be a really good fit. And I love the idea of that. Yeah, he would really fit, wouldn't he? Yeah. He really yeah, fit. with Rapungi Vice and things like that. <laughs> Rapungi Vice and Ziggler. I'm so happy. Best theme music in the business. Rapungi. After um, I'm a nurse man, which you're going to be um, associating with a horrible experience shortly. <laughs> whenever, whenever Billy Gunn comes out, you're going to twitch. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> Just start like spluttering. Oh, what else we got? 
Um, um, I, I just saw Teddy Schlong, so I need to read it now. Yeah, uh, go on. Zack Ryder and Kurt Hawkins. Um, IDK, I don't know if they would be able to go to New Japan, but I feel like both would be a good fit in Lucha Underground. Lucha Underground, I reckon, yeah, they would. Um, kind of overcamping the brand at the minute here. It's quite a dark show, and we've got Breezango going, we've got Zack Ryder going. Yeah. Uh, Kurt Hawkins, eh, not really sold on that. I feel like, meh. I don't really get the fascination with Kurt Hawkins. He, he didn't do well when he left WE. He hasn't done well since he came back. Yeah, so, I'm not mad on him. Zack Ryder, I think, is good. Um, but he's another one. He's just been there too long. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. His moment's passed, really, hasn't it? Yeah. Um, last one from me that I found interesting was... Um, oh, someone else said Bray and Lucha Underground. Well done, cocaine in a can. <laughs> You're doing God's work, cocaine in a can. They're really on our waves, aren't they? Also said uh, Seamus and Cesaro, New Japan, so they could hoss it out with War Machine. Didn't even oh, I missed War Machine. I... Yeah, I missed that one. Um, that's cool. You missed cocaine in a can. I, I'm sorry, cocaine in a can. And uh, Billy Kay and Peter Royce in the original Glow. That's nice. That's a bit abstract. It is a but, bit abstract, um, but they can it's good. fit. And, yeah, who, um, who, who suggested that? That is uh, Dark Lord DKL. The Dark Lord loves a bit of Glow. Nice, well, apparently so. And the iconic duo. Who doesn't? <laughs> um, yeah, and then Sir Throwaway Account, so obviously he likes posting about some dirty stuff, was uh, <laughs> saying that they were previously Shimmer workers, which I did not know. Um, Billy was a genuine upper carder in Shimmer, and possibly the biggest signing they got from them to date when she signed. And um, three years later, they're just PC models. And then he goes into quite a rant about WE not using them correctly. Yeah, fair enough. I had no idea that they were um, they were in Shimmer Not either. Clue. Thanks for educating no. us. Throw away. Yeah, thanks. Throw away. Catchy name, by the way. Your username. <laughs> Get on the Teddy Schlong bandwagon. <laughs> Teddy Schlong knows where it's at. <laughs> Uh, so thank you for everyone for giving your um, opinions on that. Sorry we couldn't get to everyone, but there were a fair few of you. And um, I like the idea of posting our questions. So I think fancy ones we will definitely be posting uh, on the old squared circle to get your thoughts and opinions. Yeah, um, we got a lovely reaction from that. Thank yeah, you. It was very appreciated. Uh, but if you want to hit us up directly, we will be telling you what next week's top five is. Uh, you can follow us on, as I said, the Twitter. We are under five count pod so the letter five count and then pod and you can also find us on instagram under the five count wrestling so god damn right you can. everywhere soundcloud.com the five count wrestling brand initiate man itunes the five count wrestling as and you could probably find us on most of your favorite podcasting services if we're not on one of them that you want to have for ease of listening let us know and i'll be on that it's nothing i love more than getting rss feed set up yeah and rate review and subscribe please because um that even if you hate it tell us you hate it i just i just want to see some reviews come in yep and that would be very much appreciated so on to before we get to hell in a cell and prediction time next week's show next week's top five is another fantasy one we're going yep. we're going back to the dungeon of love with this one <laughs> um, and I've forgotten what you suggested earlier, so I'm going to get it up on my phone very now. My suggestion, oh, yes. go, yeah, go okay, ahead, go on. Go ahead. Okay, my suggestion is um, dream matches between current wrestlers and former wrestlers. So, uh, current wrestlers, you can pick anyone from any promotion as long as they're currently working. Any promotion? 
any promotion oh, you could Jesus. have yeah it's not just we you can have um a new japan wrestler progress wrestler, anything you want i thought we were just talking we and i thought that was gonna be hard enough no man and um and former wrestler so a retired wrestler or a dead wrestler um that's fine so um, three alert, everyone chris benoit is gonna make an appearance <laughs> he, he may he may make an appearance <laughs> um he is list. he he truly is the deadest of them all but um yeah, I think that will be a fun fantasy list, and then after that, we'll um, we'll go back to um, a top five of our favorite things. I think. Um, yeah, we'll get back to reality. Next, back yeah. to reality. A little back bit. to reality. Oops, there goes gravity. But um, mum's yeah. spaghetti. Um, but yeah, um, I think that'll be a nice list. That will. Uh, it's going to be a very hard list. I'm actually going to start that this evening after I get the show up because. In my head, I thought WWE wrestlers, and I went, oh, no, this is going to be difficult now. Yeah, all current wrestlers, and all former wrestlers, so from any any promotions. Okay. So, um, uh, yeah, and if you've got any um, listeners, then um, please do tweet them to us, send them to us, uh, wherever you want to send them, and just let us know who you would fantasize about watching um, Graps. Let's smash on with the Helena Cell predictions. Okay. Really should have looked at the card before we did this. I haven't, yeah, I haven't put any thought into this whatsoever. So it's going to be completely on the fly, my um, my ratings and predictions. Okay, now this card has a lot of potential. Well, so did No Mercy. <laughs> so does every WWE pay-per-view. <laughs> okay, um, hmm, this is a tricky one. Have you got, have you got the card in front of you? I have yet. Shall we um, start from the start and go through? Um, oh, they haven't particularly put them in an order, have they? Yeah, on Wikipedia. Well, we'll go from from eight. We'll go Randy Orton Rusev first. Okay. Um, so, what are you going for? Uh, Randy Orton versus Rusev. Um, I think um, they've been doing this sort of at SummerSlam. It was like an RKO finish, wasn't it? Straight away, like yeah. three seconds or something stupid. So it won't be something like that again. Um, so it will be rated this time. Uh, I think um, I'm going to say Rusev goes over. Okay. Which um, I don't know why. I mean, my brain says Randy will obviously go over, but I think I think Rusev is going to win, and I think it's going to be a 2.75. Okay, solid choice, solid choice. A little bit torn with this one because I feel like Randy does need a win after all of the um, gender business. Yeah, but they've been kind of playing up this Rusev, and uh, who did who did Rusev have with him? Rusev, oh, I just can't remember anymore. Rusev had someone with him, so I'm wondering maybe some interference, maybe. Um, yeah. But does Randy need the win? Rusev needs the win. He's Rusev got- needs the win. Randy got the win at SummerSlam. He got that um, a really sort of dominant looking win. He did. He did. Um, I'm going to agree. I think Rusev needs to win, and I'm hoping logic prevails, and he does kind of go for it. Um, yeah, I'm not holding out much hope. I'm going 2.5, so we're going to be very close on this one. Nice. So, yeah, both going for Rusev. 2.75, 2.5 for me. Next is a match I'm quite intrigued by. Bobby Roode versus Dolph Ziggler. Yawn. <laughs> Bobby Roode's in it, man. Yeah, his entrance would be good. What? Controversial. You're saying Bobby oh, Roode's not yeah. good in the ring? I'm not saying he's not good in the ring, but he's not memorable, is he? Do you, oh, come on. Name one move <laughs> Bobby Roode does that you go, wow. Glorious DDT? No, it doesn't. No, you're only saying that because you know it's his finisher. 
He's he's all about the entrance, and I love the entrance and the promo. Well, that's what Dolph said on on SmackDown. He's like, you're nothing but a good entrance. Yeah, it's true. So what you what you doing then? What you, what you saying? Uh, Bobby got, Roo- you going Bobby? Okay, Bobby's gonna win. Yeah, because he's sort of new new on the main roster, and they're trying to build him. Um, Bobby Roode will win, and I reckon um, this will be a three point five. Mm, very high. Dolph, well, Dolph Dolph can put on. He doesn't put on amazing matches, but he puts on solid matches. Okay, yeah, that's fair. Um, now, I'm in two minds about this, because I want to say Ziggles, because he's come back with this whole regenerated, same gimmick but different gimmick deal going on. And I'm, So there's part of me that says he loses this match, and then he goes, oh, this isn't working, I'll reinvent myself again. Bobby right. Roode is debuting... And this is his first SmackDown pay-per-view match. Yeah, Rude's winning. Yeah, of course he is. Yeah, there's no question. Uh, I'm not holding out much hope. I'm just going to go for a middle-of-the-road three stars on that one. Cool. Uh, Next we have AJ Styles versus my number five pick, Baron Corbin. Nice. Are you making notes of our predictions, by the way? Because I'm not. Yeah, I haven't got that good a memory. Thank God for that. Um... AJ Styles versus Baron Corbin. Uh, AJ Styles will retain because, as we established in your um, when you listed him, uh, they don't seem to know what they're doing with him, and almost seem to be punishing him at the moment. He just doesn't seem to be um, being given good results or booking at all. So I think AJ Styles will retain the US title, and um, it's AJ Styles. So I reckon um, I reckon it'll be a three point seven five. Baby. Okay. Um, mm, I feel like AJ's gotten a bit stale with the US title belt. He seems to be coming out doing the whole same promo catchphrases every week at this point. And the open challenge hasn't worked as well as when Cena did it. So yeah, no one I'm actually thinking of Corbin. I'm hoping that this is the start of me going, no, stay where you are, Baron. You're, you're <laughs> on a rise. You don't need to go to the Indies anymore. I will yeah. retract my statement. So I'm going with the putting the belt on Corbin. Okay, I can I can see it happening. I can definitely see it happening. Yeah, yeah. And um, maybe AJ just has a quick rematch on SmackDown and then he moves on to something else, you know. Uh, we'll get to Jinder Shinsuke in a bit, but spoilers, my hope is Shinsuke is winning that match. <laughs> I know. We joke. We joke. Um, yeah. I'm going three point two five for the uh, for the styles of um, caliber. So we'll say that. Um, cool. Two of wrestling dynasty Natalia versus Charlotte Flair for the women's SmackDown title. Uh, I think Charlotte Flair will win the title off Natalia simply because. Um, basically, every time Charlotte challenges for the title, she wins it because I think they're trying to rush and replicate um rick flair's sort of multiple title legacy thing and that's what they're trying to give charlotte in a very very short space of time so i think charlotte flair is going to win this okay um they're both good aren't they um i can't see this being a bad match they had a great match in nxt do you remember their um, nxt takeover match yeah brilliant match um with brett um, and Rick Flair at ringside. Rick go mental and Brett just not giving a shit. Um, 
as always. <laughs> yeah, just standard has no idea. Oh God, I re-listened the other day. Um, do you remember the Ric Flair podcast, the original incarnation of the Ric Flair podcast, when he has Brett on um, the phone doing an interview? Oh yeah, yeah. And and at the end, find this if you haven't heard it, people. Um. Uh, at the end, Bret Hart goes into a bit of a monologue, sort of saying, you know, oh, yeah, I know we never really got on that well, but um, we're going to, you know, we're friends now and I'm really happy about it. And you're one of the greatest of all time. And um, oh, he goes cute. on like that. But, yeah, thanks, man. But um, so he goes on like that. But while he's doing that, you just hear Ric Flair mumble something, get up, and you just hear the door slam. <laughs> and Ric Flair's just <laughs> left. <laughs> and Bret's just going Brett on and like, building like bridges. 15 yeah. minutes and then you just hear him come back in the room. <laughs> Breaks just left. He went for a shit and then came back. <laughs> and then Con- Con- I don't think he even comes back. I think Conrad, um, his co-host, just sort of forces a laugh and go, well, thanks very much, Brett. And that- that's sort of the end of it. It's just really surreal and weird, but it's very funny. But anyway, um, Natalia versus Charlotte Flair. Uh, Charlotte's going to win. They're both good wrestlers. I reckon they're going to get a four star out of this one. Ooh, big money, daddy. Yeah. Um, Charlotte posted something earlier. I don't know if you've read it yet. Uh, of like when when Rick was in hospital and when he just kind of woke up and stuff, and they were trying to get him to to walk and get get functionality back. And it was quite sad because she was like, "My dad had no idea who I was. He he just he just didn't know me, but he could recite." wrestling shows and their numbers from the 1980s <laughs> of course he could because he's like, a nature boy that that's his life he's like he can't remember his own daughter but he can remember draw numbers from a match in a random town in the 80s i totally believe it the business rips you apart man oh flair never change man oh it's um, not fair to flair no it's not fair to flair <laughs> i'm going with natalia on this one yeah, I feel like she she had such a long gap between holding the title to give it to her for two months, a bit of a slap in the face. Um, make Charlotte chase a little bit more. I think that will also feud when they do the uh, Starcade, which isn't going to air anymore. And, oh, um, that's ridiculous! Pissing on the grave of WCW. I hate it. Why would you name a house show after the greatest one of the greatest wrestling events of um, history? It's yeah. ridiculous. Imagine a WrestleMania house show. Pathetic, pathetic attempt just to draw a number for one house show. Yeah, very disappointing. Um, but I reckon, yeah, Natalia's going to win this. Charlotte will win eventually, but I'm I'm thinking Survivor Series is where it's going to happen. Um, yeah, I'm going to float around. The mi- I'm going to go 3.5 because they also have had a terrible match on the main roster when they recreated the Montreal Screwjob, which always hurts oh, me. Oh, God, yeah, I forgot about that. So much when they do that. That's so dull, isn't it? No one cares. Just It's oh. just such a tripe finish. Brett's here. Brett's here. Let's let's do it again. And he says, oh, <laughs> yeah. Cheers, guys. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Um, now, our first Hell in a Cell match oh. is for the WWE SmackDown Tag Team Champions, The New Day versus... The Usos. Okay. Um, in my experience, Hell in a Cell matches, uh, when they're tag matches, aren't very good. No. And I don't think, I don't think, generally speaking, Meltz is a big fan of um, gimmicky matches either, like this. So playing the odds, I'm just thinking about that for my prediction. Um. So based on that, I think the New Day are going to retain. Okay. Um, and I also... Th- oh, um, 
and I think it will get a 2.5. That's a low one. Yeah. That's your lowest yet. I know. I, I love the New Day and I love the Usos. Heel Usos are awesome. I think they're all um, they're all really, really good. But um, I think the sell will hold them back. Yeah. This this match, you know, I've been speaking the past couple of weeks about how New Day at Usos is the five count um, catchphrase. It's money when it comes to it because oh, every pay-per-view these two face each other, it's matched a night by a clear mile. But you're right, the sell, there's no need for it. Yeah. There is literally no need for it. If you made it a ladder match, we'd be talking way up in the fours. Uh, Hell in a Cell match, uh, Kofi will probably do a cool spot off the cell. I can see happening. Uh, Jay and Jimmy will do quite a big double elbow, but that they're the only two major things I'm seeing. I'm presuming it's going to be Big E and Kofi in there. Uh, yes, according to Wikipedia, that's what it is anyway. Big E and Kofi Kingston with Xavier Woods. Yeah, because I think Xavier's still got that niggling knee injury. So, yeah, uh, it, it could be... It, hopefully Big E doesn't dive out and smack his head on the cell. <laughs> as terrifying spear he does. They've been hot-potatoing the titles, but if you don't give it to the Usos, what do the Usos do next? Do we have any of the heel tag teams on the roster at the moment? Oh, this is a tricky one. Um... The feud has to end, so yeah, it's got to be New Day. Yeah, it might be time for the fashion police to step up. Yeah, yeah, feud's got to end, um, so it's got to be New Day. Um, Ratings-wise, though, um, past experience of them having great matches, but then we got the Sowl factor. Um, I'm going 3.25. Okay. I think Brave. Safe. Yeah. yeah. They've surprised in every other match, so I reckon they're surprised in this. And, yeah, I'm getting sleepy because I'm about to talk about Jinder Mahal versus Shinsuke Nakamura. <laughs> Sorry, Jinder Mahal with the Singh brothers versus Nakamura. Yes, please don't forget those Singh brothers. Could I? I'm sorry about the Singh brothers and that Punjabi prison match. Don't know which one. Sickest bump of the year. Fair play to him for doing that. Oh, God, yeah. Oh, yeah. Love um, I like this. I like the Singh brothers as as workers and based uh, what they seem like in real life. They seem like sound like yeah, nice people humble, good people and humble yeah and that's and my problem with Jinder passionate and good at their job Jinder's a really humble lovely person yeah but it's like watching butter in a very cold room just nothing mm. happens juiced butter I don't think he's juiced I really don't think he's juiced look at him Max come on don't fool yourself no one looks like that without some sort of chemical enhancement it does look like Bane when he gets like the juice pumped in and everything it's just not, starts popping. It's not natural. He's he's found some sort of loophole that um, that enables him to take whatever he takes. That's a debate for another day. W- what is your pick, my friend? <laughs> top, top five roided wrestlers. <laughs> um, God, that's a long my... list. <laughs> Brother. Um, Jinder Mahal's retaining. Jinder Mahal's retaining and he's going to keep the title until Wrestlemania I've said this before and I'll say it again Jinder Mahal is keeping the title until Wrestlemania it's very exhausting to type out Jinder Mahal the modern day Maharaja every time though so I know I don't have to but you know like (laughs) the queen yeah see his title's getting over with you you're becoming a Jinder fan I'm not I never will be (laughs) I'm not I'm not Um, Yep, so Jinder's retaining. Jinder's keeping the title to WrestleMania. Um, and 
Um, it won't be a great match. It'll be um, three stars. That's generous. You reckon? You reckon it'll be even less? Yeah. Are they going to pull the trigger on Shinsuke Nakamura? Hmm. My heart says yes. Really? My heart says yes. Mm. I listened to my heart last time and now I've got to eat cinnamon while listening to Ass Man. <laughs> I don't oh, I, I don't want to repeat of that. I can't wait. Oh, I'm alone this weekend as well, so I've got to figure out a way to film it by myself. That's gonna be Oh fun. good. Yeah. Ah, <laughs> uh, oh, Jinder Mahal versus Shinsuke. Uh, I don't know. Screw it. I'm going against you. Shinsuke Nakamura. Just cause okay. I, just because I hope. Fine. 2.75. Nice. Shinsuke for the win. Um, the most hyped match of the evening. Um, we don't we do not do pre-shows, do we? Uh, no, we won't do the pre-show. No. Okay. The most hyped match, probably main event. Shane McMahon versus Kevin Owens in a false count anywhere Hell in a Cell match. I'm really looking forward to this. Hell yes. And um, Kevin Owens will win. Mm-hmm. And... I think oh, it's difficult, man, because Shane Shane can go one way or the other, can't he, with his um, match quality? I mean, his Hell in a Cell with Taker was awful. I mean, it was a one-spot match, wasn't it? And yeah. a bunch of, of watching Undertaker having to sell Shane McMahon's punches maybe sick, but um, <laughs> physically you, sick. Yeah, <laughs> but. Yeah, um, so Kevin Owens is going to win. I reckon Shane will pull it out the bag. Um, he had a stunning match with AJ at WrestleMania. Um, Best match of the night. Yeah, um, I think he can pull something like that out again. I reckon this will be a four-star match between Shane and Owens, with Owens going over. Okay, I think this is going to be a close one, because I'm agreeing with you that Kevin Owens is going to win. I'm not understanding the purpose of the false count anywhere. Stipulate. I presume that means they're going out the So the Shane can jump off shit, yeah. Yeah, they're going out the cell... Shane's going to do something stupid. Move. Bam. Or, yeah, he's going to throw him off the cell. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if they did that, replicated it. But Shane's an old man. He's got kids. I know. Yeah, he is old. But he just loves jumping off of stuff. Yeah. Maybe this is why he invested so much in uh, marijuana. He crashed a damn this week. helicopter. He loved it so much. <laughs> he invested a lot in uh, legalizing marijuana this week. So I read that. Yeah. Maybe good he's man. like, I'm going to be hurt. I need to <laughs> <laughs> Past Daddy's painkiller. Oh, no, that was no. <laughs> uh, I'm going Owens as well. I'm going Owens as well. Yeah. Um, I'm not going above the fours this week because that burnt me last time. Yeah. I reckon we're going to get a three point five because okay, Mautzer, not a big fan of the gimmicks, and he no. likes his wrestling. He's not a big fan of um, McMahon's wrestling either because yeah. he says that um, he says that they're not a draw as wrestlers because you know they're going to lose and even if they win you don't want to see them win which yeah. is sort of, sort of a good argument I think. So we're locked in with that. Both gone for Rusev. Both gone for Rude. Split on the US title. Split on the women's. Both gone for New Day. Split on the title match. But both gone for Owen. So we're we're fifty fifty on this one. It could be interesting. Uh, it will be interesting, my friend. So we'll see what uh, gets shoved into your body part <laughs> next week. Um, we seem to I'm be recording. An ass man. Brown, brown. <laughs> we seem to be recording on a Thursday at the moment, and that's when um, 
Mautsy Baby's ratings came out last time, so hopefully we'll be in good steading, but he was late last time. They came. They literally came out like five hours after we recorded yeah. last week's episode. Yeah, it was infuriating. Damn it, Mautsy. So, Helena Cell this Sunday. Very excited for that. Um, another wrestling weekend. I'm at Riptide Wrestling tomorrow down here in Brighton, which I'm very much looking forward to. Um, thank you to buy some beer for the hookup on the tickets. Always appreciated. And then we'll have Helena Sow on the Sunday. So we shall see what happens on Thursday. We'll have a rough idea of where you and me are at after the show. But I'm nervous, man. I don't want to do this oh, challenge. It's going to be intense. The, I know you're, you're so I happy. I know. It's, I, I thought it was quite a good idea. It's not a good forfeit that I've it's come up with. It's a great forfeit, but you're way too <laughs> happy about it. <laughs> it's it's, it's the, Billy, the Billy Gun music makes it for me. That's the that's the best part of the whole deal. I've got like a Bose speaker, so I'll have it like loud and proud for you. Nice. Remember I, said, remember I said tablespoon as well, not teaspoon. Yeah, okay. Because uh, the neighbours are going to just hear... Ass man and <laughs> seriously, oh, man. listeners, this is the happiest I've ever heard of in my life. Oh, it's gonna be so good. They're gonna think you're being raped. <laughs> what kind of rapist plays their own music? <laughs> theme rape music. By the way, Billy Kidman's music, his WE music, is totally about date rape. Go back and listen to the lyrics. It is all about date rape. And that's the topic for next week. That's the homework. Yeah. Uh, so that's the end of our top five wrestlers we'd like to see elsewhere. Jesse has set us a hell of a challenge for next week. Top five wrestler dream matches of current wrestlers versus ex-wrestlers, either retired or deadsies. That's a tall order to face. So we shall see what we get to next week. Thank you for everyone who participated in sending across your opinions. We'll put out a question this week and um, see what responses we get. I think there are going to be some interesting ones from there. Lovely stuff. Um, and that comes to the end of another episode of the full count, five count, I was about to say. <laughs> another episode <laughs> of the five count. It's been our fourth week. Thank you for listening. Thank you for subscribing. It's been very generous of you. I hope you stick with us for another four weeks. Yeah, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's my input. That's your sign-off. You had Kenny Omega last week, and this week we're just getting, yeah, man. Yeah, man. Rad. Have you got anything you particularly would like to sign off for this week, or would you just like to say goodbye to the nice boys and girls? I'd say goodbye to the nice boys and girls, and um, thank you for being the wind beneath my wings. Thanks for listening, everybody. We shall see you next week. The five count. I happen to love the number five. You have a high five. You've got a low five. It's a beautiful number, a glorious number. The five count.